Perfect. Hi everybody, it's me, Claire, the creator of the channel, and Vicky Mosley, Vicky <laughs> friend, trail runner extraordinaire, and fellow gear tester. So we have been testing head torches, and Vicky and I did a great head torch test. I've linked to it in the film description below, and it's in the podcast show notes as well, is the whole head torch playlist. I'll link to the one specifically that um, Vicky did whilst I was on maternity, um, and basically today we're going to just chat about our kind of top head torches um so yeah take it away vicky what is your top head torch for 2022 i've tested a lot of head torches um <laughs> over the last couple of years and sometimes it depends what you are doing and what your requirements are but my overall favorite um over the past couple of years has been uh, the petzl zwift uh, swift rl uh, which is a 900 lumens head torch. Have you got it there as well? I have got it, yes. It's, that was, I, I was going to say this is one of my faves too. <laughs> I've lent mine to um, a girl who's doing a gold Duke of Edinburgh this week. She's away for four nights camping. Um, and this was the one I sent her with because it's the thing I love about it. I can stick it in a pocket. It's so light um, that if you because most people tend to do a run where it crosses into dark. So you set off at five o'clock, four mm. o'clock. And it turns dark when you're out on a run. If I was setting off in the dark on a run, I might choose a different one. But for me and the time I run, uh, the Zwift RL is perfect because I can start with it in a pocket and it hardly weighs anything and then take it out and put it on my head. Um, I just love how easy it is to use, how simple it is. There's nothing really fancy about it. It doesn't do colours and things like that. <laughs> it's just a great cracking head torch yeah um, I think the price when I last checked was about 87 pounds on Amazon I don't know whether that's changed or not um but in terms of price it's one of the lower cost head torches really uh, but you're still getting a really really cracking head torch and it's funny that you and I both mentioned that as we one of our favorites it. yeah I'm just looking at the stats here as well for it yeah 900 lumens that's its maximum kind of like a boost kind of setting isn't it yeah um yeah and it uh, the great thing is it only weighs like 100 grams so yeah. you really can just put this in just in case even though it's super bright and the other great thing about it is that it's all at the front so there's no battery pack at the back so yeah. like if you've got a ponytail like men and women these yeah. days both have ponytails um <clears throat> this cross section yeah. here you can pop your ponytail in in between it so that's what I do <laughs> that's so comfy and I know it sounds like a bit of a spurious thing but actually it's it's really handy like rather than if one like this ponytail running with a battery pack on the back is really difficult to position yeah. I find yeah you've got to have it either below or above or just like yeah. redo your hair which is just <laughs> just not on the other thing about the Zwift is it's got the light sensor on the front which is brilliant if you're running I run a lot on roads where there's no pavement um, and it's got a sensor that dips when it hits a car headlight so that you're not blinding the car as well it's really really good and you can see it work as you're running along it's really effective yeah it's got the reactive lighting hasn't it which you can turn yeah. off if you don't yeah. if you just want to be in control of your own lighting because um, some people like it some people don't so this one this bit here that's the reactive lighting thing um, so I don't know if I'll blind everyone, but I think I don't know if I've, yeah, I've got it on yeah. reactive lighting. So it's it's doing a certain level of brightness. And when I pretend that it's gone darker, you can see the, the brightness goes yeah. up just slightly, but you can see that working there. So that's reactive lighting. And sometimes it's really useful 
and sometimes like I found that when I'm running with others sometimes it dips the light because it can sense all the light around you but that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't want that light pointing down at your feet so it's good that you've got the opportunity to turn it off if you want to <coughs> that's what I found yeah so that's both of us both one of our favorite head torches there <coughs> yeah. um um, my next favourite head torch um, is another one that you can just pop in your bag. It doesn't weigh very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, silver. So Petzl and Silver are like the go-to head torch brands of the outdoor world. And there are other brands as well, but like these are like the, the two biggies, aren't they? Um, we'll talk about some other brands in a minute as well. But Which model is that? This, this is the Trail Runner Free Hybrid. So it's got this right. battery pack at the back um, that you open up and you can either use three triple a's in there or you can use their hybrid battery which i currently have stuck in their new head torch here so this is a prototype so they've sent me another one a production model but i've actually got the battery stuck in here and i can't actually get it out at the moment which is not a great advert for silver but this is a pre-production model so don't don't worry about this but i i can't get it out at the moment but that this torch also takes either three triple a's or um, uh, one of their hybrid, they call it the hybrid battery, and you can get a spare one for £28. And the great thing about this head torch is, although that there is a battery on the back of the head torch like that, they've actually incorporated the wire that usually wriggles all the way up to the lamp. They've incorporated it into the band. So yeah, so usually we usually have a wire all the way up, but yeah, this, they've incorporated it. Um, this is 400 lumens, so it hasn't <coughs> got that boost of the Swift RL. Um, the Swift RL does, it does have um, some stats here. The, the Swift that we were just talking about, the yeah. standard power is 300 lumens. Um, so the max power is, it's like, a, it only lasts for two hours on that mode, but the standard mode lasts for five and a half hours. Um, whereas this silver one, uh, is this one also is about 90 pounds, um, <coughs> less now. Um, I'm just going to look at the lumens cause it was 400 lumens when I last looked. Yeah. 400 lumens. Um, and that lasts for two hours then 200 lumens for five hours and a reserve mode of 50 for 12 hours so yeah so this isn't as bright but uh it's a little bit lighter so yeah this the swift rl um yeah and that there they're the ones that i put in my pocket usually to head out the door this one's just so compact isn't it it's just yeah. light and there we are <laughs> Interestingly, the other one that I picked as my other favourite is the Silver Cross Trail 6 Ultra, uh, which was one I tested last year. Um, and again, one of the things I really like about the Silver ones is where they give you the stats on the box, they tell you the difference in performance based on different temperatures. So it tells you how long you'd expect the battery to last um, at minus five degrees compared to 20 degrees. Because yeah. obviously that has quite a big impact on um, lithium batteries and things like that. It makes quite a big difference to the burn time. Um, and yeah, this is one of my favourites. And the newer model that Claire has, has the smaller battery pack and the wire in the band. One of the things that is nice about this one is 
you use the wire to extend and you can put this battery pack, which is quite big, but not uncomfortable. You can put it in your backpack, uh, which in winter, I think most people do run with a vest of some description on because you set off often without your head torch and things like that. So that's, again, one of my other favourites is the uh, silver one also. Yeah. The only thing is they get quite hot, mm, the silver ones. You and I both mentioned yeah. that, haven't we? Yeah, I they do get that. quite hot on the front and you have to be careful not to touch yeah. uh, the front of these. That's the only thing. Yeah, I mentioned that to the silver rep. Um, he's left <laughs> now and he was like, no, it's not that bad. And I was like, no, you wouldn't want to hold that for a while. So, yeah, no. that's, I don't think that is the best. Um, but usually in winter, you've got gloves on. So I suppose yes. that's kind yeah. of OK. And you might want the warmth, you know. Warm your hands. <laughs> yeah, just like a bit cold hands. Um, and again, they have the intelligent beam, don't they, as well, that's something that's really nice when you look up across a field the beam changes slightly too so that you can look across and find um like styles and things like that quite easily yeah there's sort of like a, a spot isn't there when you look yes. down there's a bit more of a flood spot thing going yeah. on and then um when you look far ahead um yeah. it changes so that you can that it really lights up um features ahead of you um yeah. we've we've explained that in our films as well yeah but yeah. I'm just I'm just going to go back to this because I did say that it was yeah. 900 lumens for two to hours but that is actually on the rea reactive lighting mode yes so that's right. it's not like you can put it on 900 lumens for two hours constantly if you're going to um, have it on the standard lighting you know just where you press it and you get what you get and um, the highest yeah. it goes up to there is 550 lumens yeah. and that lasts for two hours so that's much more because I was thinking yeah they are I've thought they were kind of they were kind of comparable um, but yeah so uh, 550 for two hours and this is 400 for two and a half <coughs> hours so that they're, they're very similar head torches but um, reactive lighting not reactive lighting battery on the back of the head battery not on the back of the head so it's just it's really good that there's different head torches out there for yeah. what people prefer yeah um we've got some people on the live chat um david lieb says my light band led is 1500 lumens with a 180 degree full view i have not tried a light band head torch um <coughs> yeah maybe david is um from another country because <laughs> I've never heard of that brand. No, I've not. I've got the lenser here. I've got the LED lenser, which we did on that review as well. Yeah. And uh, my husband stole the BioLite head torch. <laughs> he uses he? that one all the time. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Stolen that one. Yeah. And we had the Neo as well, didn't we? The Petzl Neo. Yeah. That was, we discussed that one as well yeah. in the review quite a bit. They're bringing out a new version of that this month, I think, right. or next. So they're going to send us that. So I'll have to send that to you for review as well. Um, but I am reviewing, I'm doing a budget head torch review at the moment. So I was going to show you three from that. Um, the first one is a silver head torch again. And this is the Scout, uh, the Terra, Terra Scout X. Um, and it's really cool because it's made of recycled pulp and uh, plastics. Um, so it's this funny oh, colour, wow. which which I think is revolting. Like it's, you know, like fake rocks at Pound Saver yeah. that you get lights in, a light with a fake, uh, fake rock with a light in. It looks like that. So I think it's really ugly, but I love the environmental story. <laughs> I hope Silver yeah. aren't watching this. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's 300 lumens. Um, it's only got two settings, which is nice and simple, nice, thick, comfy headband. 300 lumens for five and a half hours. Um, uh, or 50 lumens, the lower setting, for 32 hours. Um, and that costs £35. So I just thought wow. that's also a really nice torch just to pop in your bag just in case. Yeah. 
Um, and the only th and the great thing about this one is that you can, as I said before, you could put three AAAs or the silver hybrid battery in there, which I've got in just now. Um, so that's really cool. Nice Claire, can I just car. ask? Do we know yeah. what the warranty is on the silver head torches? Just because I'm looking, I've got it for the others, but I don't have the warranty for the silvers. And I just wondered with the budget head torches, do they come with a year or two year warranty if it mentions it? Um, it doesn't mention it on here. No, I don't think I could find it on the other ones yeah. that we did. Um, yeah, I don't know. Surely there is a warranty. That's the Petzl yeah. website. Just I just remember from when we looked at the others, one of the things we liked about the lens was yeah. that it comes with a seven-year warranty, which is amazing. That's really good, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I'm just having a look on the Silver website. It doesn't actually mention anything about No, I think that's why I've left it blank on yeah. the one we did. I can ask year. the PR. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good for a £35 head torch. It'd be, you know, it's... Yeah. Maybe it's more with the more expensive <laughs> ones. But, yeah, that I'm not sure about that. But... Um, but yeah, it's got a good environmental story on that one. Yeah. Um, and also they're designed to last a long time. So that's another, yeah. that's more important even than using recyclable products, to be honest. Um, and then the next one that I wanted to show everyone was this one. Um, it's called the Bandicoot 250 and I've not heard of it before. It's made by Nog who makes cycling lights and things. Um, and it's just really weird. So it, it kind of looks like a snake. Yeah it's like gonna like lands on your head um so it's it's a really weird design um there it, it's not <laughs> like the comfiest um oh and it needs charging i've literally just got this in the post yesterday um but yeah it's 250 lumens and it's um i, th I think it's around the 35 pound mark so right. yeah so that's really interesting it looks yeah. like, do you remember on Star Trek, there was that dude and he had that thing over his eyes because yeah. he was blind. It reminds it me of that. Yeah. yeah, it does. And it's got this um, little tie thing to make it tighter. So you just tighten it by doing that. Oh, it comes out a little bit. So I think it's, it's cool. It's a cool idea and it looks kind of cool, but I'm not sure it's going to win the head torch test. Like <laughs> it's not on a par with, with the whole silver and pencil business. And then um, finally for my head torches, I just got this package from Fenix um, just yesterday and I haven't opened it yet because I thought I'd open it here because I have not tried. Have you tried a torch from Fenix at all? No, not at all. Yeah, so I've been meaning to for years because every time I do a head torch review, they, people always say, oh, you need to try Fenix. And I've been... Is Fenix, Fenix a brand? I've not. Yeah. I've only heard of it through yeah. other things. Garmin oh, Fenix. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, but it's not, it's yeah. not, it is Garmin then, or not? Um, yeah, a Garmin do a okay. watch called the Phoenix, uh, or, ah, or is it the Phoenix? It's probably the Phoenix, isn't it? I'm probably just saying it all wrong here. Um, but yeah, this is Phoenix, the torch brand. Um, so yeah, yeah, they've sent me uh, one for the budget torch review, which I think is this one, the HM23. Um, and they've yeah. sent me another one. They are, the names are a bit... Uh, boring aren't they <laughs> I prefer things like the bandicoot <laughs> that's yeah. much more fun to say and then this is one of their brighter head torches um, yeah yeah so the the great thing about the budget one that I'm going to review um the HM23 uh, it's 240 lumens for eight hours but it's totally waterproof so um, right. the housing is, is covered completely um, 
uh, it looks a little bit different to the other head torches that that we've tested. It looks um, like long and thin like that. Yeah. Just takes the one um, AA battery and it's got a nice comfy headband as well. So I'm really looking forward to finally testing a head torch from Fenix and it gives you a, a spare O-ring as well because because yeah. it's um, fully waterproof. So you can actually drop this in a puddle um, and it and it won't it won't be a problem. And that's I are any I of those rechargeable or are they all um, AA batteries? Yeah, any of them. This one is just AA battery. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one's just batteries. As is it batteries right. or is it a plug-in thing? Let me see. Uh, <clears throat> got too many things out. The tar the the silver is both. So that's a massive yeah. plus in such a, a budget head torch, isn't it? And then yeah. I don't know about this one. Um, doesn't give you a cable or anything, so I'm guessing there's no. some kind of hole for... Yeah, you have to find. <laughs> yeah, there must be a hole in the bandicoot somewhere. Ah. I don't know where it would be. Oh. Maybe it's solar powered. That would be funny, wouldn't it? A solar well, powered there's a little, there is something, isn't there, underneath it? There's a little... Um... Yeah. It's a, it's not a, a hole for a thing though. Recharge, here you go. Oh, okay, you pull it out. Ah, right. And then it, oh, okay, that's interesting, right. I hate torches oh, where you have to read that. the instructions, but oh. you, you pull it out like this. Really? Oh, it's a bit like the Terminator. So, oh, and, it and then you, in a USB. you plug in to USB. Ah. So that's interesting. So that's a rechargeable one? Yeah, only rechargeable. So you can only recharge yeah. this. Um, yeah. Yep, and you couldn't really use that whilst you were recharging. I mean, you could get a portable charger, but yeah, you could recharge it on the move, couldn't you? If you needed yeah. to, you could yeah. recharge it in your bag or something. Yeah, so you'd have to have two. But it's it's interesting, isn't it? I like it when yeah. when brands do something a little bit different. So I'm yeah. looking forward to taking these out on a dark, wet, and windy night soon, and just seeing how they all compare. Yeah, um, yeah. I've got loads more. I started and I was like, oh, I'll get about six head torches in for the budget head torch test. I think I've got about 12 now. So wow. I'm going to have to just talk about the best ones and then just mention all of these uh, other yeah. random ones. Um, I'll probably talk about this one because it's really, really fun. It's quite hard to it's get quirky. them back in. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it is quirky. So I just thought I'd mention that one. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Are any of the Fenix ones rechargeable or are they all single battery or? I think. I know you've not had time to look at them yet. <laughs> yeah, literally just opened them. Um, this one is micro USB charger. Right. Um, so that's just uh, micro USB charging. That one's just battery. And then this one poss possibly is both. Yeah, this is rechargeable. Right. As well. Oh, good. They look nice. Yes. Uh, yeah. It says There's so many to choose from these days, isn't there? There's such a massive market for head yeah, torches. Yeah, there really is. There really is. And it's brilliant that for around £35, you really can get a great head torch for trail running. Yes. Because yeah. you need probably, if you're going to do easy trails, kind of like 200 lumens. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to navigate or you've got bad eyesight yeah. or you want to go fast over technical terrain, yeah. then a bit, bit more like 400 plus, maybe maybe yeah. even a thousand if you're navigating and you really want to yeah. shine ahead bright as possible for basically try and make it daylight. Hey, <laughs> a lot of them now 
are quite good in that they're bike and run compatible too. A lot of them you can swap between bike and head torch, which I, I really like. I think it's really nice to have that option, yeah. and a lot of head torches are doing that now as well. Yeah, it's the silver is really silver. good for that. I use that on my bike and my head torch yeah, as well. Yeah, that is really good that they do all that, isn't it? And they they send you all the stuff to to yes. put it onto the handlebars, the little um the silicon that you can wrap around your handlebars, and yeah. often you don't even need um, a screwdriver either, do you? you just kind of that's right. Just turn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flip it on. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we've got a live question. Oh, it's not a question. It's just Tony Reeves saying, um, "I did a night canicross at Solsey Forest. My head torch was great, but the dog needed a better one." <laughs> did you put a head torch on your dog, Tony? <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, if you could get that. We do have a question actually from Andrew Knox about head torches, which I did put out on social media, but I haven't. Um, had time to look at any replies yet um i don't know if you've ever used a waste light vicky because andrew is wondering what the difference is between how the light washes over the terrain like with a head lamp versus a waste light he's not tried one but he was wondering if they'd be better for misty conditions because some people yeah. use them on the chest don't they a lot yeah. of people like chest lights yeah like um, here for me mm. i like the light to be where i am looking yeah um and quite often if I run and I look to see where something is, mm. if I had the if I had the torch on my chest, it wouldn't help me. So yeah. I like the head I like the torch to be on my head to be directional at where I'm looking. Um and sometimes people who will go on a bike prefer the light on their helmet rather than the handlebars for the same thing so that you the light will move with you. Yeah. Um I've never tried one on my chest. I've never I've never wanted to. I always want it on my head. Yeah. Uh, but some people prefer it, don't they? Yeah, people at my running club, and that's just on roads in the winter, in the dark. So people at my running club often have them on, on their, as a chest light because I think they just get bothered by the strap and things over the head. And if they're not buying like th this type of head torch, if they just got one from that's 10 quid from a garage, probably yeah. isn't that comfy <laughs> and um, not that bright. So they like them for that reason. Um, yeah, I suppose the the thing with a, the mist is if you shine a really bright light into the mist, it then it back. will just come straight back. So yeah. that they're usually on the chest one, the chest strap ones. They usually they're not they're not kind of made by any of the like the pro head torch makers. So they they're gonna be like slightly less bright. They're gonna be I don't know a hundred, two hundred lumens. So yeah. that might be a reason why they'd be better. They might be better in the mist. I'm just making this up because I've never actually used one um but I think a lot of people um use a, a light on the chest and also one on the head as well so they've got light in general and then if they want to look left and right yeah a bit like biking like I used to use a handlebar one and also one on on the helmet yeah. so that you, you've got both um so if you can do both that's good I know a friend of mine she also uses a hand flashlight I've never done that because no, I, I just no. can't, I don't want anything in my hands when I run but she no. found it good because she could properly point it right at the ground and she her eyesight in the dark wasn't as good as mine yeah. so yeah she enjoyed using it like that but yeah if anybody does know like um can you write in the comments about your opinions on um torches uh torches on at the waist or on the chest versus uh, on the head because me and Vicky are not the right people <laughs> to be answering no, never questions. Used to yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should order some in, see how it goes. Could <laughs> yeah. be a relevation. <laughs> um and then Tony has got back to us about his dog. He said the to the dog um that he did the canny cross with had a torch either side of his harness. 
the Aww. dog did. So that's cute, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Maybe his fur got in the way. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have would been here. able to do that with my dog, the Canny Cross. She'd have really? whipped them off. Yeah, <laughs> bitten them. <laughs> yeah. This is tasty. Cool. Was there anything more you wanted to say about head torches, or shall I? Shall we get up this next question from? Yeah, I think we've gone through sort of most of them. Um, yeah, I think we mentioned most of the ones that yeah. we've done. It was just a little quick roundup because I am doing this budget head yeah. torch test, and we've got a whole playlist about head torches. I just thought we could chat about it because it's seasonal, isn't it? Coming into head torch season. Haven't you been doing your first few runs with the head torch then? No, because I don't run at night anymore. If you've got time in the day, it's better to go in the day, yeah. isn't it? Well, every time I think, oh, I'll do this, that and the other when Finley's in bed, by the time half seven comes around, Too we've, tired. we've had our tea and I want to go to bed at nine. So there's no yes. way I'm getting out for a run. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to make a special effort to test these budget head torches. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting and waiting the longest time possible. Until so it I comes a little bit lighter. A bit a earlier. Darker, <laughs> yeah. I've started putting one in my pack when yeah. I'm running because um, I think I dropped Juliet off on Tuesday night at Brownies at six oh, and set yeah. off my run and just as I was finishing about quarter past seven it was dark enough to need a head torch then so I just had it on for the last few minutes yeah yeah <laughs> it's always good to have one in the bag just in case isn't it I've, I yeah. remember once I went up Wynn Hill um, and it was a beautiful clear night and you didn't need a head torch the moon was full like I've been out in those situations on the mountains where you don't need the head torch because the moon is so bright and the sky is so clear um, but then going back down Wynn Hill um, it's really forested on the side that I came down. It's the really steep side um, going down to the reservoir side. And I had to crawl on my hands and knees <laughs> with my bum on the on the mud oh. because I had, uh, my, I had no head torch or my head torch ran out or something like that. And I had zero yeah. light and it was pitch black. Um, out on the mountains, mm -hmm. absolutely fine. In the forest, nada. In the nothing. forest. Yeah. And people kept walking up with their big, like massive head torches on. And they must have just thought I was what is this creature in the mud slithering novice. around? Novice. <laughs> yeah, novice. Yeah. So glad no one could recognise me. Um uh, oh yeah, so we were gonna answer another question and then we're gonna talk about what we're doing tomorrow. Yeah. Um right, okay, we've got another question. So basically I said to um I've got patrons on the channel that support the channel and all the um higher tier patrons, they've got priority in asking questions. So I said to them, What do you want to ask for this gear chat? And uh, we've already answered Andrew's question about the waste lights, but we <coughs> need to answer Peter's question now. He says, Can you buy a decent um, rainproof or showerproof jacket that doesn't make you boil in the bag for under £100 and where can I find this? Um, so... We've tested a lot of these over the years, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. um, my, Claire and I both have a very similar view on uh, this sort of thing. Um, jackets can be waterproof because they stop water going in and they can market themselves as breathable but it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't actually work. If it's hot and you have a waterproof jacket on, you are going to be damp inside. Sweat. Um, and we've tested so many jackets and you are always damp inside if you're working hard, aren't yeah. you? And it um, doesn't, like they say, oh yes, the sweat will just magically go through the jacket. It doesn't. Because no, <laughs> unless you doesn't. and I are very sweaty people, Claire. Um, <laughs> yeah. And other people don't have this. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just don't think any waterproof jackets are breathable in in the way that you would imagine something to be breathable. Yeah. I think it's more about using the jacket um in a way that suits your 
your body so uh, like if it's when got, you need it. yeah like venting under the arms venting at the at the zip as well and basically mm. as you just said not putting it on until absolutely necessary i've run for yeah. whole days in the summer in the drizzle not wearing my waterproof until yeah. it got windy and then it was colder so then i'd put it oh. on but you have to strike that balance between being too hot and sweaty in the jacket and then actually wearing it so that you don't get hypothermia so it's a bit of a balancing act and I think we should put a small caveat in place if in doubt do wear the jacket um, and often it's the base layer that makes yeah. more difference isn't it with the jacket like I know you really like the merino wool base layers yeah, because family work quite well yeah. very hot though that, yeah and that's it isn't it? it it's working out a balance yeah um you don't want to be too hot but you know as soon as you put a jacket on if you're running you, you're gonna get too hot yeah um and then do you undo the zip and let water in or yeah. it's it's really tricky it's really tricky it's really hard um, to know when to put it on and when not but yeah like you said with the base layers if you are wearing a, a technical base layer that wicks the sweat quickly away and dries quickly then it it should dry quickly once it's stopped training and I suppose yeah. the, the key is to be warm um, so you could be damp and warm so the yeah. moment that wind starts cutting through you and the rain feels cold and you know yeah. you're in an exposed situation on a mountainside yes definitely wear the jacket you'll be damp yeah. but you'll be warm but I just <coughs> I just wouldn't expect as a runner to be dry in a waterproof in the set in like completely bone dry there'll always be patches where you'll be like you know here the water will ingress slightly just because there's yeah. a hole which is your neck hole and, cuffs which, as well. and the cuffs it will start to go up the cuffs as well so yeah the key is to wear other clothing which dries quickly after it stops raining and also to just manage your situation as well if you're becoming too cold and you're wearing everything get down <laughs> like yeah. abandon the run um I think with hiking you can expect to be dry because you're moving yes. slowly and you're not creating yeah. all that sweat and all that heat inside yeah. the jacket but running I just it baffles me um that, we've tested like yeah. two 200 250 pound jackets yeah. and you are still wet inside them if yeah. you are running and you're Fact. working and yeah. it's not minus 20 you're still yeah. going to be damp inside yeah. the only time I've ever worn mm. them where I haven't been wet inside is when I've been running in um ski resorts mm. when it's sort of minus 10 minus you know 15 <laughs> yeah or in um Lapland. yeah and that's the only time when you're not sweating yeah. at all yeah in the uh, actual but, arctic <laughs> yes yeah. yeah but really if you're working hard and you're sweating no matter how much you spend on a jacket yeah you are going to get damp inside you might be waterproof but yeah. you're still going to be damp inside from sweat like yeah and I think sometimes <clears> the difference between the more expensive jackets and the less expensive jackets can be how comfortable the damp is next to the skin so like if you're in a really cheapo jacket that's kind of really plasticky feeling that can feel a lot more clammy against your skin whereas if you're and in cold. yeah and on cold yeah but if you're in um, a top of the range jacket not only will it have all the best features and, and be really um, reliable you know quality stitching um, and last you a long time um, not only will it have all the right features but it will also have um, what they call a scrim on the inside of the jacket so that is it's a bit more of a material feel than a plasticky feel so it will actually feel like the jacket is kind of sort of um like 
a, it's a bit of a barrier between that plastic feeling yeah. and it kind of feels a bit more like clothing against your skin and it'll feel nicer so that's what you're paying for really is just for it to feel yeah. nicer you'll be slightly damp but you'll just feel nicer but yeah, yeah. no jacket's going to be totally breathable so you may as well if you are on a budget start off with a, a, yeah. a cheaper one so i've just screen grabbed a, a few things for you here peter this is um a company called well it's high estate and it's it's owned by yeah. sport shoes um and i've got their leggings on at the oh. minute Oh, oh yeah, so <laughs> the winter leggings. Yeah, they're really nice. The winter nice. leggings that you bought last, you had last year. I copied you. Yeah, yeah I've got them on. Oh, they're so good. I can't wait to start wearing them again. And they're so cheap. I wear them for the bike yeah. in winter because they're so cheap. I know. I just don't know how they're doing it. Um, and it, yeah. they are lasting. They've lasted me all yeah. week, winter. I've worn them all, like every single run when it was cold yes. last winter, and I will do again this year. Um, yeah. But I've just put up a few of these jackets for Peter here. Oh, good. And and I have got one of these, but um, it's under some stuff. Somewhere. It's the yellow one, um, isn't it? Yeah. I've got this bright yellow one. They yeah. come up a bit large, so um, go for your size, not one size up, probably. And um, they're £30 at the moment. And it says the recommended wow. retail price is £130. So wow. they're on here for £30 or £40 at the moment. So... Um, that's where I would direct anyone to. The other place is Kalenji from Decathlon. You yeah. could get a jacket yeah. from them. The last time I did check the, the Edovix jacket, that was £50. Um, that is um, quite, quite plasticky, but had a lot of good features. And that would be another um, ideal option for waterproofs on a budget as well. Um, and then, oh, we have got a live question from Severin here as well. Hello, Severin. Um, she says, read the waterproof jacket. Is a slightly less waterproof one actually more breathable? Ah, so here we probably need to explain the difference between water-resistant jackets and waterproof jackets. So, um, oh, I wish I had all my stuff just here. But basically, um, a waterproof jacket. Oh, I do have a waterproof jacket here. This is a one from Hoka that they just gave me recently. Um, but this is the difference between a waterproof jacket and a water resistant jacket. So the waterproof jacket will have tape over the seams and that is the bit of the jacket that would let in any water. So this fabric is totally waterproof, but um, the seams are obviously little needle stitches. So at the stitches, that's where water could ingress. So that's where the the tape seams come in and you know like little bits of taping there so um so if you've got a water resistant <coughs> jacket you'll be able to see the flat lock seam so you'll be able to see thread and maybe a little bit of flapping around where the, the seam has been flat locked down um so that, this one's not really what i mean this is a like a water it's a it's just a jacket but you can see there's stitching this is an insulated yep. jacket so it's not not what i mean but there's just you can see the stitching there's no tape seam on there and you can get really water resistant water like windproof jackets they're called <laughs> and so they are slightly more breathable just because they're not as waterproof so yeah you're right they can be slightly more breathable <laughs> but again just buy a really light one and when you get too hot take it off open it up or bundle it up or or wear it as a cape some people just like wear the hood and they wear it as a cape that sort of flaps around them sometimes yeah. i've been known to wear it the wrong way around so if the wind's coming towards me but i'm still you know like a bit hot all over i'll put i have my pack on and then i'll just put it on the wrong way around so that i've got a barrier to the wind you don't have to just wear it as a jacket and you don't have to wear it under your pack as well like a hiker if you buy one size too big then you can put it on over your running pack and that's really helpful as well if you want to constantly yeah. be taking the jacket on and off and i 
I slide it through, if you've got your backpack strap on, I just slide it through the pack and just keep it there and then you can quickly put it on and quickly put it off, um, take it off. So that's, that is how I roll. I think it's worth just mentioning with a lot of the more expensive jackets, like the two really expensive ones we trialed last year, a lot of the time you're paying a lot more so that it's race weight and it's a lot lighter yeah. so that you're not necessarily wanting it to be the best waterproof jacket, but you're paying to have something lighter that covers the requirements of kit requirements and tape seams and things like that. Uh, but actually it's quite a condensed version in some ways. So you're actually paying more <laughs> to get a sort of slightly condensed version of something. Yeah. Uh, like we found a lot of them didn't have peaks on the hood mm -hmm. when actually if you're in, if it's absolutely chucking it down, you want a peak on your hood. But with a lot of the more expensive jackets, you're paying for it not to have that to save weight. Yes. Um, so it's it's often the most expensive ones aren't the best ones you can get. It depends yeah. on what your requirements yeah. are, doesn't it? That's a really good point. Yeah, often you're paying to reduce that weight. Yeah. Um, and it's I would call that kind of jacket an emergency jacket because yes. yes. if it's starting off and you know it's going to be horrendous all day, you do not want to take that jacket with you. No. That's one you'll take like if you're doing, I don't know, like the UTMB, the weather forecast looks great. Well, actually, I maybe yeah. not because it could change, couldn't it? But, you know, if the weather forecast is great, like it's been settled, nice weather and yeah. you're in a warm place, you're just taking it because it's on the kit requirements. You want like the lightest possible jacket. And they've often yes. got like stripped down features, like you were saying, with like lack of peaked hood. But yeah, if, no zips, no pockets. Yeah. Yeah. But like, actually, if I was, you know, like when I did the Cape Wrath Ultra um, in 2018, I actually took a hiking jacket with me, like a proper yeah. mountain jacket. Um, with with a proper hood that properly yeah. fitted there was a peak to it it pulled in at the back it went round my ponytail it properly came up to here I looked like when I put it on I looked like a prop like a sperm because I was just I like all like this <laughs> yeah that's, that's yeah. what I do I'm doing a, a long race if I'm doing a five mile race I can cope with anything but in, in a, no, a 30 mile yeah. a 40 miler yeah and I know it might rain heavily yeah. you need something that you yeah, yeah you need something with a good peak yeah tie up to here yeah yeah, yeah. And so that in the um, in the water, I should put the waterproof playlist on as well, actually, because in that waterproof playlist, I've got a review of the more kind of bomb proof jackets for like all day wear. And then when when we filmed with Vicky in the Peak District, we did the emergency jackets. Right, so right. you've got yeah. both there. So, yeah. So I think if you've got enough money, you'd probably want both. You'd want a really yeah. bomb proof one for long stuff and remote stuff where, you know, you really want something you can rely on. And then you want an emergency one just to like pop in just for race day and stuff like that um so severin says thanks i have a discount decathlon jacket which i like but i do get hot i often wear it backwards yes exactly <laughs> and yeah so i think with the yeah with the higher price ones you are paying for that weight saving and some of the more ex less expensive jackets can be a little on the heavy side sometimes and a little on the plasticky side um so yeah so that, that um that segued nicely into um, waterproof jackets. And now we'll just do a quick chat about the shoes because me and Vicky are going to meet in the Peak District tomorrow. Very excited. Very excited. <laughs> Haven't met for a while, have we? I suspect it was probably this time last year we did the waterproof jackets I think yeah it was November last year wasn't it was it November because it was cold <laughs> it was freezing and did we meet in January one time as well I can't remember oh yeah when I was pregnant was before you had yeah yeah. Yes. yeah yeah whereas this that last year I escaped didn't I it was brilliant yeah. <laughs> it was one of my early escapes um but we are going to be testing tomorrow it's, it's very exciting we're going to be testing these two salomon shoes so one they're 
basically, um, this is the new Speedcross 6, um, and this is the old Speedcross 5, which some of you might have. Um, and so we're gonna be, after I finished this chat, I'm gonna be doing like little flashcards with all the differences on. Um, oh. So I might like, I could quiz you, couldn't I, Vicky? I could let yes. you look at them and be like, what do you think? And I could quiz you. I'll, I'll see Test how it goes. But the main difference that I can see visibly is this is the traditional chevron grip that Salomon used, that little triangle here. Yeah. And then they've gone to this like, it looks like a whale tail or like the Mercedes symbol. Um, they've got a, like a little tail on the chevrons now and they say that that sheds mud better. So we are going to try this out tomorrow, aren't we, Vicky? Yes. We're going to find somewhere really muddy in the Peak District and try try these out make the white shoes black <laughs> why have they made them in white a turquoise isn't a, a brilliant color no, but white no. come on guys I, I believe they are available in different colors somebody did say they are available in different colors yes but yeah. i got sent this shoe because i don't get any choice so i'm a journalist um and the uppers are slightly different. I don't know if you can tell from the film. It's the quite one more lightweight. It looks... Yeah. It feels more... Um, like it's, a... A, it's like a, a fabric. It's like, it's like a fabric that you'd wear rather than a fabric on your yes. shoe. Yeah. So we can look at that. And I think the drop is different as well. I think that these are a 10 mil and these are a 12 mil, but we'll have to check that as well. So, yeah. I'm very excited about doing this because I just think, what's the point of just testing this one? You need this one to see where they've gone with it. So that's the plan. Fabulous. And I think, what do you think about wearing one on each foot, Vicky? Because we're the same size I think shoe. we definitely have to do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> one each and see if we can notice the difference. Yes, yeah. See if one foot's like sliding all over the place and the other one's... Yes. Or what, like this one's full of mud, this old shoe is like full of mud and then this one's just like, oh, I'm, I'm so free. I'm so... <laughs> it slipped right out of it. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we're doing tomorrow. So we've got to find uh, a suitably muddy place to run tomorrow. Um, but yeah, that was um, that was everything for the gear chat today. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah. Unless there were any more questions, if you've got questions, type them in the comments below. How excited are you for about tomorrow, Vicky? I can't wait. I've got my dad coming over to babysit, and I'm heading off at eight o'clock. Hey, cool. And I'll be there to meet you. Yes, looking forward. To it. I'm hoping it's going to be sunny because it is always sunny when we meet there. It's always nice, but it's often very, very cold. Yes, it is always cold. We do always make these things and I'll bring in the winter. Plenty of spare socks for changing ones when <laughs> feet get wet. Yeah, yeah. I might bring some waterproof socks. How about? I that? was thinking that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bring the vans so we can make coffees. Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, well, we're always here for you guys if you've got any more gear questions. Um, I have tested a lot of things on the channel, so the best way to access those things is to type in your thing like waterproofs and then wild ginger running into Google or into YouTube search box and that will bring up anything I have on the topic. So, um, yeah, and if you've got any questions, just tap me a comment and I will locate the right film for you to watch. Um, yes, uh, thank you very much, Vicky. It's been no problem. Thank you very much. chatting to you. And um, I shall see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody.